0: Kia ora, welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Amy Kendrew. We trust you'll enjoy today's message. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you that you're here. Thank you for every person that is in this room. Lord, that they are precious and they are seen by You. And God, I pray You would breathe and speak to every heart. Lord, that we would grab a hold of this message this morning, that the small things that we hold in our hands are precious and they are seen and they are of great value to You. And so we give this morning to You in Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, band. Uh, If you've got your Bibles this morning, you can turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to read from verses 3 to 6, and it says this, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then if you turn over to Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13 and verse 18, it says this, Then Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It is like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree and the birds make nests in its branches. Today, I want us to understand what it means to be precious and to be seen in the kingdom of God. Here's two scriptures talking to us about the importance of the small, a tiny mustard seed, and the unseen, the hidden giving, the behind closed doors kind of prayers, and how these things are what brings fruitfulness, significance, and eternal reward to our lives. There's so much of our lives that is small and unseen, and in our lives, often we can equate this with insignificant or of no value. But I want you to know this morning, they are precious and they are seen in the kingdom of God. For all of us in this room this morning, much of our life is actually small and unseen stuff. The day-to-day kind of things. The meal prep, the washing pile. Okay, maybe that's not so small or unseen. I posted mine on Instagram this week. Paying the bills. Answering emails, meetings at work, trying to fit in, some exercise, keeping up with the social life, maintaining friendships and connection, having some time to read the Bible and pray, remembering to call family, the interactions at the supermarket or sports field or school gate, trying to ensure that I have a balanced and nutritious diet. Life is full. And much of it is small, and much of it is unseen. And in the middle of all the fullness of our lives, of the day in and, and day out, it can be hard, can't it, to feel like any of these small things that we are doing is making any difference at all. Much of it's small. Much of it unseen. Unseen. And we're here talking about being precious and and being seen, but have you ever felt the opposite? We see and hear of big problems, poverty, child abuse, depression, anxiety, racism, divorce, loneliness. And we think, how can I possibly make any difference to any of that? We look at what is in our hands and we think, This is too small. The time I have available seems too small. And we struggle with our own inadequacy, don't we? We think, I don't have that much to offer. What difference could I possibly make? Or maybe I feel like I'm doing the right things, but it just seems like no one really notices. We see time and time again in the Bible where God doesn't choose to work through the big or what might be obvious, but he chooses to work through the small and the unseen. Some examples of that for you this morning. Well, God, he formed man from dust. That's pretty small. (laughs) Moses, using his staff to part the Red Sea, a stick in his hand to part the Red Sea and to free a generation from slavery. David using a stone to slay a giant. And that same David who was ordered to deliver the cheese and the bread to his brothers at the front line, not even chosen by his own father when the prophet came to anoint a king. His father's like, oh, oh yeah, there is actually one more. He's just out the back. Should I get him? But God chose him and God anointed him to be king. Over Israel. What about Gideon, the least in his tribe and his tribe, the least of all of Israel, hiding away in a wine press, and God calls him out and says, it's you, Gideon, you're the one I've chosen. Or what about Jeremiah, a prophet, called to be a prophet to his nation and he says to God, he has an argument with God saying, God, I'm too young. Not me, I don't have the words to say. And God says, I'll work through your inadequacy. I have chosen you. Yeah. You are enough. Yeah. We see this even in the way that Jesus came to earth, right? Many were expecting the Messiah would, it would be obvious when the Messiah had arrived, they were expecting that a Messiah would come. And, but maybe people thought he would come, maybe like the ceremony, the coronation that we've seen this week, that there would be parades and pomp and ceremony and, and golden scepters and orbs. And everyone would know this is the Messiah. But He didn't come like that. Instead, He came as a baby. Born, not, not even in, born in a castle, born in a house, but born in a stable, in a manger, small. Unseen, seemingly insignificant, coming not to be served, but to serve. Humbled himself. Jesus arrived to the earth, small, unseen, but he became the greatest man that ever lived. Man who brought salvation to the earth, to you and to me, was born as a baby in a manger. That is the kingdom of God. And just like He did throughout the Bible, I believe God wants to do in our lives in 2023, to use what seems so small and feels unseen to do great things that would make an eternal impact, to use what seems small and unseen to us to be precious and to be seen by our heavenly Father. So let me remind you of our opening passage this morning. Because Jesus said, of all the things that I could describe the kingdom of God like, he says, how can I illustrate it? It is like a tiny mustard seed. I got some mustard seeds from the supermarket. And uh, they're pretty small. Oh, that's, they're going everywhere. That's gonna be fun for the cleanup team. Oh, help! I love vacuuming. A mustard seed, a mustard seed. Of all the ways to describe the most powerful kingdom on this earth, Jesus says it's like a mustard seed, one of the smallest of any seeds. And I wonder this morning, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like what you have to offer is so tiny, almost invisible? And we can equate small and unseen is insignificant and no worth. In this worldly kingdom we live in, we wanna be seen, right? It's about likes and image and influence and appearance. And this is what we equate with significance. If we do something good, we want everyone to know about it. We wanna be seen. But the kingdom of God is this. Jesus says, this is what my kingdom's like. This is what my kingdom values. This is precious and this is seen in the kingdom of God. This is the kind of kingdom that we are a part of. And today, maybe you feel like your life is small and your life is unseen, but I wanna tell you in the hands of God, this can be great. Your small can become great. Your unseen but devoted prayer, a small piece of encouragement to a coworker, that meal you make for a family going through a challenge, the card you send to a friend, the smile to the checkout operator, the conversation at the small school gate or sports field, the invitation to your neighbour for dinner. That is value. That is worth. And that is precious to our God. So the first thing I want you to understand today is that God sees you and God values you. He sees you. He values you. The things that nobody may ever see or know about, God sees. God sees you. God knows. It says your heavenly Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So even if others don't see you, God sees you. We don't need to broadcast. We don't need to tell anyone because we know our heavenly Father, He sees us. He sees the prayers. He hears you crying out for your family. Every seed that you plant in faith, every word of encouragement, every dream, every verse you underline, every note you take, he sees you. 1 Peter 3 verse 4, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfailing beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious, so precious to God. We live for an audience of one. We live for the applause and praise of heaven. Who we are becoming within is of most worth and precious to God. He sees you. And not only does God see you, but God wants to use you. He wants to use what is in your hand this morning. Mother Teresa said it like this, we cannot all do great things but we can all do small things with great love. God uses you and I to be the answer to the world around us, to do small things with great love. And the thing is that God doesn't give us the tree. God gives us seeds. And we're not meant to just hold them in our hands, but use them for the glory of God. And see, the seed is no good if I just hold it in my hand. If I hold on tight to it, I need to plant it. If I hold it in my hand, it'll eventually get really sweaty and it will die. But if I plant it, then it can grow and it can flourish and it can be of great use. It can be a great fruit. And often we feel like we don't have much to offer. There's not much in my hand. And we can say things like, I just don't have the time. When I have a bigger house, when I have a bigger budget, when I do this or do that, then I will. Maybe I I don't have the skills. Maybe I just don't know what to say in situations like that. What if they reject me? God, what if they reject you? And we can be paralyzed into inaction and we can hold on to the seed. The problem is so big and I am so small. But if we stay there, we will never make the difference that God has created for us to make. We must use what is in our hands. I wanna give you an example of something small that can be in your hand today. For all the parents in the room, you may know this pain, the dinner table. Now, not many will be privy to what goes on, and I don't know what it's like at your house, but the dinner table can be an interesting time, sometimes more resembling a wall zone than a table at our house. I mean, let's be honest here, it can often feel very disheartening. Very little reward appears to be happening at the dinner table. Maybe it's just me. You know, as we negotiate the consumption of vegetables, you you know, we start off ambitious, don't we? You're gonna eat all of the vegetables on your plate. And then it's like, okay, just one bite. And then it's like, okay, this is Michael McIntyre. This is totally stolen from him. I'm just going to like wipe the broccoli past your lips and that'll be fine. (laughs) We try and instill some sort of table manners. Like, I don't know about your children, but my children seem to lose their posture. They become very fluid and jelly-like at the dinner table. Sit Sit up, sit up. sit Legs off the table. Sit up, sit up. Prop, Turn around. (sighs) stop tipping on your chair. Stop tipping on your chair. You're going to fall over, you fell over. Stop tipping on your chair. And I don't know, you spend 30 to 45 minutes preparing a meal and about equal amount of time negotiating the eating of the meal. And then about the same amount of time cleaning up the meal. And you think, is this worth it? Is this making any difference at all? But I, had a, I did a bit of research in one Harvard study that I read of thousands of teenagers on the power of the dinner table It discovered this, that sharing a meal together as a family on a regular basis with your devices away can do all of this, reduce drug and alcohol abuse, reduce stress, reduce truancy, reduce rates of anxiety and depression, strengthen family bonds, increase a child's self-esteem, teach good manners, amen, and strengthen communication skills. It seems so small and maybe often disheartening, but I want you to know, next time you're at the dinner table negotiating the consumption of vegetables, I want you to know these tiny seeds are making a big difference. Might not feel like it now, but it's simply my job to use what is in my hands. Even this week, I was like, I'm preaching on this, this week. (laughs) It's making a difference, it's making a difference. You know, I I wanna ask you today, what is in your hand? Maybe it's not the dinner table, but we all have something to offer. And God wants to use what is in your hand. His desire is that we would sow seeds that would be a great fruit, that would bring hope to a hurting and a broken world. God sees you. God wants to use what's in your hand and God will reward you. God will reward you. Our opening passage for this morning, your heavenly father who sees you will reward you. He sees you. He wants to use you. And I believe when we use what is in our hands that God will reward us. It says in the Bible that he that is faithful with the small things will be entrusted with more. Or maybe this morning you're familiar with the parable of the talents. God giving each one of us something and that we're not to hold it in our hand but to use it and to be fruitful. And reward looks like your seed making a big difference. That it would multiply. That it would make a difference in the generations beyond you. That it would make a much bigger impact than maybe you would ever know. And it would reap an eternal reward. That that truly is a life of significance. You know, just recently I've been having a lot of conversations. I've been curious about how people have come to faith. How have you come to faith? How did you come to know Jesus and have a relationship with Him? And not one person yet has said to me, Oh, it was the amazing preacher on Sunday. (laughs) But it was more like this. It was a sibling who invited me every week for two years to youth. It was a neighbor who led my mom to the Lord and I saw the difference that that made in my mom's life and I said, I wanna have faith like that. It was an invitation from someone in my football team. It was a friend who cared for me and, and took me in when I was going through some really challenging times. It was a grandparent who prayed for me, for years, small things, seeds planted in faith, reaping an eternal reward. You know, my mum, she was in a small group, a small prayer group, about 20, 25 years ago, and it was called Mums in Touch. And we used to tease her relentlessly. We thought we were hilarious. Now, I don't know, as a child, you think these jokes are funny, and then as an adult, you're like, yeah, Wasn't that funny? But we used to call it bums in touch. And we thought that was hilarious. We would like go up to the door and be like, bums in touch, and run away. You know, we thought we were so funny. But as kids, we had no idea the significance of what was happening in that prayer group. Sometimes there were just two women. Sometimes up to about maybe eight or 10 women who would pray years for years and years, every week, these mums would faithfully meet together and pray. Small seeds. And it was chaotic. My mum described it to me this week. She said, it's chaotic. There'd be children everywhere. There'd be some children yelling out, bums in touch. (laughs) And often it didn't feel like much. It maybe didn't look like much. And for years there was seemingly not a lot of fruit from it, but it was a small thing done with great love, just using what was in their hand and planting that seed in faith, with a passion and a desire to see their family grow in God and flourish in life. And I remember many times just sneaking a little look in mum's prayer journal just to see what she's praying for. And she'd be praying for things like this, for for my dad, for husbands to come to faith, for our future spouses, I was like, ooh for healing over sick bodies, for supernatural protection, for children who are struggling at school. And can I tell you that many testimonies of this life group didn't come one day, one week, maybe even years later, but several decades later. Week in, week out, just praying, planting seeds. One of those prayers that my mum had in her prayer journal was for my dad to come to know Jesus. You see, my mum got pretty radically saved when I was about five years old. And she prayed from that moment for my dad to come to know Jesus, to come to faith, to have a faith of his own. And for most of my childhood, mum would bring us to church every week on her own, us four kids in our bright red van, And we would come to church and she'd faithfully serve on the worship team, attend Bible studies and prayer groups while my dad attended the golf club. But slowly, gradually, those seeds began to take root and grow. Mum never pushed her faith on Dad. And as far as I know, she's never preached on stage, but she just allowed him space to walk his own journey and just live her life in a way that her faith would shine through. And it didn't happen overnight, but gradually he started attending sometimes and then more times, reading his Bible, asking some questions, beginning to pray. And gradually over many, many years, 20 years, my dad gave his life to Jesus. Shout out, Mum. And now my dad is in church every week. He'll be in our Christchurch campus this morning. He serves on Breakfast Club every Thursday morning. He's in a life group every fortnight. And when a member of our church last year was in an accident, we did a round-the-clock prayer chain. And he got up at 2 a.m., 2 a.m. till 3 a.m. and prayed with my mum as part of that prayer. He's here today because my mum just simply said, what's in my hand? And I'm gonna sew it in faith. And I want you to know that you have something in your hand. You have something to offer. And it might not look like much and sometimes it might not feel like much and sometimes it might feel like there's no fruit from this, but I don't wanna discourage you. I wanna encourage you, keep sowing because it is making a great difference. You know, I used to think that preaching, being up here on stage, this was the most important part of a ministry. But I have come to realise that it is not. It's part of it, yes. But for all of us, when we go out tomorrow, when we're part of our family, when we're having those conversations, when we are meeting our neighbours, when we are shining God's light, that is the most important work of the ministry. Because that is when we get to sow the things that God has put in our hand the small and the unseen, the faithful, devoted, behind closed doors kind of prayers, those small pieces of encouragement, the meals made, the cards sent, the smiles given, the conversations, that is ministry. That is the Kingdom of God. And that is what is truly precious and seen by our Heavenly Father. Would you stand with me this morning? If you're watching online, you can stand in your lounge room as well. I'm gonna pray for you in a moment that God would use what is in your hand. Maybe God would give you opportunities this week to sow a seed of faith, a conversation, a prayer. What is in your hand this morning? See, God wants to use us to be the answer to the world around us. And our role is simply to say, God, if you can use anything, God, would you use me? As I'm driving to work or school today, God, would you use me? As I meet with a young mom over coffee this week, God, would you use me? As I go about my work today, God, would you use me? As we're at the dinner table tonight, dear God, would you use me? We all have something to offer. We all have something that's in our hand. So I wanna ask us today, what small thing can you do that can make a difference in the generations beyond? What seeds do we have in our hand? Don't give up, keep praying, keep walking, keep sowing those seeds. You never know, you may never know the side of eternity, what difference you are making. Our Heavenly Father, who sees us, who says we are precious and of great value, will reward us. So right now, when not you close your eyes and lift your hands if you feel comfortable just to re- receive from our Heavenly Father this morning. God, I thank You this morning that You see us. I thank You that You have chosen and You continue to choose to use us And God, as we go about our week, would we see the opportunities we have all around us to sow seeds, to use what is in our hands? And as we do, I pray, it would reap an eternal reward. Lives would be changed, generations would be impacted that we wouldn't seek significance in the measurement of the world around us, but we would seek significance in the Kingdom of God, that which is precious, that which is seen and of great worth to You. We thank You, God. Every person in this room, every person watching online, You see them, You see them. You wanna use each one of us, God, and God, I believe that you would reward us in your heavenly name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.